Welcome back to another episode of Pro Tri News. We are here to give you a bird's eye view as well as go a little bit deeper on the triathlon world. Uh, we have a wide range of hosts on the show as well as differing opinions, connections, and knowledge about the sport. So uh, just buckle up and get ready for the next half hour. I'm Kyle Glass, joined today by our lead European expert, Mark Matthews. Evening all. Athlete Agent of the Year, Pat Lemieux. Coming in live from Asheville, North Carolina. Everyone's favorite training partner, Chelsea Burns. I'm retired from that job now, so thank you. Hello. And his return from Germany, everyone's favorite content creator, Talbot Cox. Dankeschön. <laughs> learned some new words while we're in Germany. Get ready for all the uh, all the German words on this podcast now, because Talbot learned about four new words. So let's talk. Let's talk tri battle. Let's talk Germany. Uh, Jan, new world record, seven twenty seven fifty three. Lionel coming in with a seven forty three forty three. His personal best. Do we want to go through swim bike run times? Do we want to talk about? World record. Do we want to talk about Lionel's nutrition, weather, the coverage? Where do y'all want to start? Uh, I'll dive in. First off, I just want to say that give 100% credits to Jan's manager, Felix. That was one of the most well-organized and most professional event I have been to since I have been involved in this industry. It was flawless. Everything ran as planned. I mean, he treated us like five-star royalty. Uh, Jan's team, no wonder he can literally win with his eyes shut. Jan is like the most professional athlete I've ever seen. He has a team of about 10 people around him at all times. And yeah, it was just uh, an incredible, incredible event. Not only that, the live stream coverage, I don't care what anyone says, kind of like what Mark hit on earlier, You, this was two athletes heading head-to-head with each other, and they made it to where it was pretty much watchable the entire event. There was so many, I know you hear this thing, this term, game changer in triathlon, with Super League, Daytona, all these different races, Collins Cup and all that, but I mean, as far as you were literally able to race alongside these athletes on Zwift during the a world record performance as well as watch them, as well as see their data. I mean, everything about this, it just elevates triathlon. So kind of like what uh, in Maka's podcast, which was an incredible podcast, if you go listen to that, I listened to that before the event. But if, if we continue to have these type of events, this does one thing but elevates the coverage and the publicity that the sport gets and helps these continue to happen. Everything from an event like this, Lionel's uh, one-hour record, uh, the Super League, the Clash, the Daytonas, the Pro Triathlon Organization events, I mean, all that, it just pushes Ironman that they need to up their game. So... Whatever happened in the race, I mean, Lionel was literally on world record pace, but getting beat by 10 minutes, Jan is just another level. No one was beating Jan on that day, but that was just my coverage. Uh, the weather sucked. Oh, that was the other thing. The time could have been faster. The weather sucked there. Jan made a bunch of mistakes, fell, dropped his helmet. Uh, the swim was actually, uh, after they measured it, uh, actually, there was a little hiccup. It was a little long. 
uh, about 80 yards too long, so that was kind of funny. Um, this one was a tad bit long, and yeah, other than that, there's there's even more room for improvement, and hats off to Jan. One month before his 40th freaking birthday, uh, goes 727 and makes the sub-7 uh, not impressive at all if they're able to break the sub-7, which I'm sure they'll go like 630, so... That was my experience and takeaway from uh, the event. What what do you guys have to say about it? I want to know what what was the what did they say about the rope in the water afterwards? We haven't we haven't heard about that yet. Did they think that, that helped? Was that was that significantly faster? What was the what were the reports on that? Um, Jan said it helped. Uh, Lionel's head position is just terrible in the water. Um, it, it, it it you could definitely see why he swims slow. Jan said it definitely helped. Uh, one note that should be taken from this, though, is that that's actually not the first race to do that. Uh, Ironman Lake Placid, it has a rowing center, and they attach cables, and they have all this. Basically, on the Ironman Lake Placid swim course, it goes along this uh, wire, and so a lot of athletes follow that wire. So that is always uh, they've always had that at Ironman Lake Placid. So uh, a wakeboarding cable park owner guy is the one who set this up. He read the distance online, and uh, he didn't convert right, so that's why it was a little bit long, which was kind of funny, but yeah. Okay, well, if it's okay, I'd love to just break down the swim, bike, and the run split times here. Um, You know, I think we anticipated that Jan was going to do this 45 or 46-minute swim. I don't think we anticipated that Lionel was going to swim a a low 50. Mark, thoughts on that? It was an excellent swim. It was these a. Are, these aren't. These aren't. He's. He's not fifty minutes. He's swim forty nine. That must include transition. No transition was like a, mi- a minute. I mean, I'm not sure these guys think they're mic'd, but this um, <laughs> the swim was genuinely brilliant. Um, yeah, it was really really impressive for Lionel. It came in way closer to Jan than we thought it was going to be. I thought it was the best part of Lionel's race. It, to be honest with you, I mean Jan's bike was kind of mental, but we can possibly touch on that. Uh, it was the most surprising of the six disciplines, three each, for me, yeah. was how well Lionel swam. And I think it's really promising for his his future. I mean, it brings him out in a much faster bike pack. It means he can ride much easier and then hopefully he can unleash a run. Hopefully we can see Lionel be a bit of a pack rat. And um, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was really positive. Yep, yep. I thought the same thing. I mean, honestly, uh, Talbot, I guess, did, did Jan have any thoughts? Had he not had the fall, which looked, I mean, really painful... Did he, you know, did, was he saying he had a sub 240 in him or what Jan, did he? Jan told us at the dinner and uh, at the dinner post race is that if he wouldn't have fallen, he, that saved his race. Uh, him falling saved his race. He had a similar back issue that was starting to cramp up, uh, similar to 2017. Um, when he had that back issue, it was coming along with the bike. You saw it on the last lap of the bike where he was sitting up and he was stretching his back. Uh, it was really starting to hurt him on the run. And when he fell, it he landed on his glute and it kind of hurt his butt. And it basically sent all the, excuse me, it sent all the adrenaline, gave him a ton of adrenaline, and then also made him focusing on, on his glute and completely forgot about his back. So he said to us that it saved his race. He was getting really concerned that he was going to literally have to walk because he was concerned that he pushed the bike too hard. 
It's so. really great to hear that that's not being used as an excuse because his first run lap pace was, wasn't was actually much different to the rest of his run lap paces. So it's not like he was on for a, uh, you know, a 2.35, he fell and he, he dropped to that pace. Sure. It's, you know, he was kind of on track for, for that anyway. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he, he's, he said that it saved his race. He said that his back was really, really starting to hurt. That maybe his pace was a little too hot or he was a little too arrow for the bike. So, uh, well, then that, we can just... we, that kind of slip switches us onto the bike quite neatly. That Jan was too aero for the bike. Um, have you did you look at his power versus his average speed? You can do some basic maths on that, putting it into you know best bike split and a few other things, which will then suggest what someone's CDA is. And Jan must be insanely aero for the pace he averaged. Um, versus the speed he generated absolutely insane obviously that course is incredibly fast and uh, the turns help but that bike split is is almost unreplicatable by anyone you know you would have to be a tiny tiny athlete normally to push that power ride that fast so it was super impressive whatever kit and equipment that he was using behind the scenes yeah it's you know he's faster than stark he was in texas on a flat course when it was 3k short it really, really, yeah, incredible ride from Jan. Sort of. I do have a question about his bike because yeah. I, I, I think I'm not knowledgeable enough on this. So he does have just like the one arrow bar, so he can shift up one direction, right? No, up I believe. I believe he probably um, custom modded the shifters, so they're just simple switches. I imagine they cut the cables and they probably made switches that sit behind. But this is a guess. I imagine they've just used two pressure switches under the tape, which allow him to go up one way and down the other. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's yeah, riding, they have, he, they have the they have the SRAM blips on it. Yeah, because he's riding um, SRAM, it'd be much harder to do if it's Shimano because they are smart blips, but SRAM are simple switches. So he he's just had that incorporated into a single front. It's not the first person to use a monopole. It just looks very tidy. It's a completely normal uh, Canyon cockpit with the the end probe looking piece. We'll call it. Um, it's just a custom mod. It looked like it was just a plastic mold with some blips on it. Really cool, though. All right. Yeah, I mean, he was insanely arrow. Also, Jan has literally thought of everything you could ever even... Th- I mean, the guy comes into T2, reaches down into his pants if you go watch it on the thing. He pulls his chamois out of his pants and throws it into his transition bag so that he didn't have to run with a chamois. It's just like a, a run kit. His shoes, if you look at the back of his helmet, it's literally hollowed out and then like taped across like all the way to where it literally like touches his neck it's taped so it's like flat so he's which is actually illegal isn't it which modifying a helmet makes it illegal so he could probably only have done it in this race even an iron man you can't modify i I didn't know that yeah so you can't modify a a helmet because it voids its kite mark so it's safety mark so the uh, the oakley one that they use there's only a few athletes in the world, even the pro tour teams have to put up with them sometimes. The round Oakley one that they sell to the likes of me and you, Talbot, is is basically not very aero. And then they have this fin for certain athletes. Um, Alex Dowsett from the UK, because he's a time trial specialist, gets one. Jan's got one, etc. But they then have that product tested so then it's illegal illegal to ride but once you start to put a fin and a cover on it i'm pretty sure it becomes illegal because it's obviously then not safety compliant i'm sure jans will have had his checked and all that sort of stuff but to our yeah. listeners don't go start taping stuff onto your helmet because it voids it for yeah. you and you don't want to get that stabbed in the neck 
So he, he was extremely slippery. There was a lot of um, vehicles around him, but, but to give Jan credit, I didn't think that he was drafting on anything. Jan did outbike Lionel at Miami, but Magnus and Starkey did outbike Jan in Miami. Um, Jan has bike, outbiked Lionel two times in a row now, Miami and here. Uh, this goes back to an old saying that Rennie always would say, thank God there's Kona, because um, if Jan d- is this fit, this, I mean, well, he was. His inf- performance was no one was beating him. I don't care what anyone says. No one was beating this guy on this day. Uh, if he can hold this pace in Kona, I would say that you would see a 740 in Kona. He, he, he would, I mean, the, the, uh, whatever conditions have to be perfect and stuff. Yeah, but. so we're jumping ahead a little bit to Jan and Kona. I, I wondered as a hot take. I, I'm i throwing it out there. I don't think Jan will race Kona. I don't. I've got a conspiracy theory that I just don't believe Jan will turn up for Kona. There'll be a reason why not. I, I, I fundamentally don't think that he's running well enough to guarantee a win in Kona. Um, and this is obviously I'll get proved wrong and he'll destroy it and he'll win it. But I'm just going out on a limb to give a different opinion. I, I you know, Patrick Lang's running a 7:35 off a off a bike in Tulsa, and there's several athletes down around that range now who can all swim in a pack where which Jan can swim it in. And when you're riding in a pack versus Jan Solo, he is not going to have five, six minutes up the road in Kona. Absolutely not. No way. You know, Florian Anger, Daniel Backergaard, Patrick, uh, Josh Amberger. You know, there's loads of really good swimmers that are also really good cyclists now. And then Jan has to win it. Because otherwise Jan's going to do a Muhammad Ali. You know, he he may as well go out on top. And I think Jan can get beat in Kona. I know you're saying he's the best in the world. And we, what we've just seen is incredible. So it mm. doesn't, you know... But his run wasn't great, and his run hasn't been great. It wasn't great in Miami, and it wasn't unbeatable in um, Gran Canaria. So my conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat, as Talbot calls it, on I bet Jan doesn't turn up to Kona because I don't think he is financially, even and reputationally, worth risking getting beaten by someone, especially Patrick, because we all know what their relationship's like. Um, That's just my conspiracy theory from what I saw at the weekend, so I'm happy to be wrong on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we're losing Chelsea, so let's go move on. Moving on to uh, our other races from this weekend pretty quick. Um, Tizzy European Cup. There was a lot of people that raced, hardly any of them of which we probably know how to pronounce their name correctly. The two big names, Natalie Vancouverden from Australia, uh, did not finish the race, Um, had kind of a a little bit of trouble, I believe, with the heat. Um, And then Beth Potter was coming off of uh, illness and didn't end up starting the race. Also, Xterra Beaver, Beaver Creek, Sam Long got second place, uh, Eric Lagerstrom ninth place. Um, the next day, Sam went out on his bike and decided he wanted to try and ride home and had some mechanical issues, but still a massive effort after a, a tough tough performance. Can I say something um, about Xterra really quickly? So Go for it. So when we did our little preview last week on this, we did mention Sam and Eric and um, I got some feedback from a several-time Xterra world champion who requested that if we ever talk about Xterra again, she would like to come on and teach us a few things because there were uh, quite a few athletes that we didn't mention, and she was just saying that the fact that we were only mentioning Sam and Eric as potential names to talk about just showed how much we don't know about Xterra. So 
respect to the people that the eight people that beat Eric that we didn't mention that are very good mountain bikers. And the one that won, Sam Sam Osborne, I believe. So props to him. Uh, I believe he's multi multi world champion uh, at Xterra distance. So. Uh, hats off to them. I'd love to learn more about Xterra because it's only continuing to grow. Um, so, Long Beach Cup. Chelsea, you want to talk about this? You want me to chat about it? Um, yeah, I can chat. Uh, it went well for Tyler. I think that was what he wanted, and he won the race, outran a Mexican I cannot pronounce the name of, and Matt McElroy, who we said might have a good shot to win, so I would imagine Tyler is going into Tokyo full confidence uh, Matt Sharp did another flawless job executing his domestique strategy and heroically ran 33 minutes for his 5K, which was pretty, gave me a good chuckle. And then um, on the women's side, Tamara Gorman actually had a penalty, which is, I think, probably took the win away from her. But Renee Tomlin had a really good one after quite a few years of some pretty big injuries. Um, it's just good to see her continuing to race and race well. So, yeah. Yeah, Tamara had a 10-second penalty, um, and then, yeah, that basically ruined the race for her because she only lost by, I believe, like six seconds. So I would say the highlight from that entire event was the random guy with the basket on the front of his bike on the bike course during the men's race. Did you watch video of this? Ah, yeah, someone shared it. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen, and that was the only thing I took away from the entire weekend. I did talk to a lot of the athletes, and... They said they got to do something about that course because everyone came together on the bike and it's not challenging enough, near challenging enough to have an Olympics course. So Yeah, I think I don't well, know. they got six more years to try it out and I'm sure that they'll try more than a few more roads and courses. Yeah, my vote is to move it to Malibu and have them climb up like they're going up to Pepperdine and it's pretty hilly out there and obviously a little bit more scenic than Long Beach. Olympics is the Olympics this week. This weekend, Sunday is the men's race. Monday is the women's race. I hope you guys have your picks ready. The moment I mean, we've all been waiting for. Mine are in. Yeah, and we've all on our side chat. Is it worth saying we've been reviewing the Vegas and the the sky betting odds? And uh, yeah, we we would not have picked the same odds as our expert uh, gambling predictors. Tyler Messerchuk at thirty three to one. Um, even at a podium odds, betting each way, that is mighty long odds for someone on such good form. 12 to 1 for Nicholas Spirig. Are we joking? She's got to be our favourite pick. Even 6 to 1, Flora Duffy. Oh, these guys don't watch triathlon like we do. Um, so me and Chelsea have put so much money down, we're going to retire after this um, and move off to the Caribbean <laughs> separately, not together, and just live out our lives. Perfect. <laughs> We'll I've be able heard... to afford a uh, nice studio for Pro Tri News after this, and yeah. uh, we'll be able to fly Mark in every week for the episodes. So. <laughs> I've gotten a college education in sports betting in the past two or three days. I now know <laughs> that it's only legal in some sports. I mean states, sorry, not sports. But it's legal in England. It is legal in England. It's a, it's a national pastime of ours. Get a beer and sit and review the racing papers, yeah. So, so we're going. We... What are we doing? Olympic picks or what are we saying? Olympic yeah. picks. Let's how do go we... podium, podium, and one dark horse. Are we going through this individually? Are we all going to say them? Or Kyle, are you? Or Mark, are you going to go through and read what we've got written down? How do we want to do this? I say we each say our own, so we can own up to it. So if we got it after, we can post the clip of us saying it. All right, I'm following along. Kyle, you started out. 
Alright, I said this a couple weeks ago. I think Javier Gomez is much more fit than anyone's given him credit for. Uh, so I'm going Javier Gomez, uh, Morgan Pearson, and Alex Yee on the podium. So, um, Also, Dark Horse, I think Hayden Wild. Um, he's been training probably in New Zealand, pretty top secret. Um, he's also a phenomenal runner. He had a pretty good showing at Leeds, and so I'm going to roll with him for uh, my Dark Horse for this race. All right, I'll go next with the men. I'm probably going to get some shade for my uh, lack of decisiveness on one of them, but I'm going Alex Yi, uh, and then Norwegian A, B, or C, I'm not sure, and then Morgan Pearson, and my wild card will be Mario Mola. Wild card is Mario Mola. You can't pick the bookies' favorite as a wild card, Chelsea. Well, you That's just explained that the hasn't bookies had a performance don't know anything. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so it's me up next. I'm going to stick British and go Alex Yee. Um, no patriotism. I just thought he was incredible in Leeds. Going to go across the pond with Pearson, and then I'm going to s- put Blumenfeld in for third. And my wild card, because the bookies say he's a wild card, is Tyler Mislachuk. All right. I'm going, I got intel two years ago about who was going to win on this day, and I'm sticking with it. Javier Gomez, Morgan Pearson, Alex Yee, and a wild card, uh, former, you know, I used to train with them, ride the bike a little bit, Jake Burt Whistle. So he will be giving life back into the race uh, via his domestique, Aaron Royal, is what, is what I'm going to say. So I think this is really the first year where we're looking at a ton of domestiques in this race, and I do think we're going to have some sort of impact on that. So long-winded answer, Talbot, I'll let you throw your picks in now. Pearson and Yee, next race. you got to pick a third person at least. <laughs> I don't even care. There won't even be a third race. It's only between them. Uh, so you think it's going to come down? You think it'll be a sprint finish between Alex E and Morgan Pearson? Uh, I, I'm so I'm pretty far removed from this, so I'm just throwing down Pearson just because I love him and Alex E because he's a big Lionel fan and I'm okay. a big Lionel fan as well. Can I change Chelsea. my Can I change my wild card since Mark said I couldn't <laughs> oh, do that one? Because I have one I want to pick. Okay, yeah, okay. my my new wild card is Matthew Hauser, Australia. That's a wild card. Oh, there you That's go. a genuine yeah. wild card. We like that. All right, I like so how can, can we... Talbot knows more about Jan's helmet than the Olympic Games. <laughs> That's why we try not to no, have him on every the week. Chamois, the chamois oh. that he rips out of his pants. Right. Did he do that in every race? I don't know. It was pretty impressive. But we thought that he was picking a wedgie or like trying right, to... Right, Pat. Pat, get us himself. back on track, Pat. Let's, say, let's stay on track. Okay, here's on what I... Here, but here's, do we need to defend our no, picks at all? Be, do we need to defend anything? But, but no, before we go to this, I want to talk about the dynamic here. Are we going to see... I thought you were going to say, I want to talk about cones. No, are we going to talk about, are there 35 men coming into T2 together? Is there going to be a breakaway? You know, what do we think the dynamic is going to be? And and my I'm going to start and just say, look, I think this is the year that we're going to see a run race of, you know, 35, 40 guys because everyone's got a domestique that I think will lead to the same outcome. Everybody's coming together into T2. I think I would agree with you. Just like what you said, it's going to be a year that the women's race is going to be more entertaining than the men's because you have no idea what's going to happen. The men's is just going to be one big pack and it'll come down to... If Blumenfeld is ready to go, Chelsea. or Alex Yee, or Chelsea, give us some actual knowledge. Yeah, sorry to discredit that, Talbot. But I think that the, the biggest factors in this are, number one, the heat, and number 1.2 is the water heat. So I think that 
I agree with you guys. This will come down to a pretty big group. I don't know if I think it's going to be 35 big, but I think definitely in the 20s. Um, but it is a really technical course. There are a lot of turns. And so with a group of 20, 25 guys, if you're not in that top five to eight, you're getting just throttled by having to accelerate out of all those turns. And over 40K in a hot conditions and coming out of water that I think a lot of the feedback I got from athletes is that it wasn't actually that hot out on the bike in the run, but the water um, temperature was, it just, it takes a lot out of you. So your ability to kind of get on the bike after being pretty cooked in the water. Um, yeah, that's probably who can handle that and run their 10 K the best off that. I might, I might have to change to missile Chuck then. Just add him onto your podium because you only yeah, picked him. Yeah, add him guys. onto my podium. All right, all right, Chelsea. Okay, hold on one second. Place. Should we go to Neverland real quick, where they cancel the swim because of the water conditions? Um, that's not. Or should we just have an emergency it. podcast to make some picks about that? No, I I don't see them canceling the swim. I see them doing everything in their power. They're gonna add potentially three more in water curtain screens than they had in the test event, which will clean the water. And they're going. They have a system in place to actually put submarines underwater that will swirl it around and cool it down if it's over like 28 degrees or something so they've got a lot planned to deal with water i think they do not want to do athlon um they've invested a lot of money in this that's why they didn't cancel on it anyways on to the women's race i think dynamic wise before we pick make our picks we could just go through this really quickly we're all in yeah. agreement that there's probably going to be some quick swimmers that get on the bike and get away I don't know how big that group will be. I think that we have a pretty good idea of more or less who's going to be in it, and we're probably making our picks based on a race that looks like that. So, Take it away, Chelsea. All right, my picks go like this. Flora Duffy for the gold. British A, B, or C for silver. Spearig for bronze. And then my wild card will be Summer Rappaport. Right. Really I don't know card. why you, I don't know why you get away with these ABCs. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I don't know, there's so many British that are good. I mean, but she is like our main drawing attraction to this podcast as well. So I reckon we just yeah, better get we, away with yeah, it. Yeah, 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 we can't, yeah. We, we can't we, we can't have Chelsea get canceled, okay? She's yeah, got to yeah. stay out. She's yeah, got to stay good, on Chelsea, the yeah. Thank you. I'm going bikers for race. I'm going Flora Duffy, Maya Kingma and Taylor Nib. And then Dark Horse Nicola. Interesting. So I'm going to go Spirig uh, for the win. I just think she's awesome at the moment and she just love watching her race. Uh, Flora Duffy, I'd love to see her win. I think she deserves it maybe more than anyone. In second place, Maya Kingman in third. I think she'll be up there and she'll run well off the bike. And I'm going wild card, uh, Vicky Holland. Um, I think I can have her as a wild card because she's not done much in the last couple of years but I think maybe she wins the foot race from the chase on group but we'll see yeah look I think uh, it's really tough to bet against Nicola she's got I've been saying this all year she's got the track record of performing on this day and I'll tell you what um, every athlete is scared of what she can produce Um, obviously Flora I think is the favorite and then, you know, my next two are kind of either third place, wild cards, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm looking at Taylor Nib and I'm looking at Maya Kingma. Um, Maya looked, I go back to Leeds, Maya looked fantastic on the bike. And I think, you know, Chelsea, I forgot how hard this bike course was and how technical it was. 
Um, and I remember Taylor struggling a little bit in, with the technical nature of this course. So I do see um, Maya Kingma having a great day as well. Love it. Do we have anything else we want to contribute? We'll Me, pick. My pick. Talbot. Sorry, I forgot. I'm going Jorgensen, <laughs> Taylor Spivey, and Beth Potter. And my wild card's Natalie Van Coverden. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Ooh, this guy. I'm just kidding. I actually do have uh, Nicole Spierig and uh, probably Flora. And they'll be an A, B, or C from the Great Britain. <laughs> Fair enough. What about the relay? We haven't we haven't picked the relay. Well, we're actually we'll going to relay record, next week. Yeah, we're going to record on Wednesday, and the relay will uh, be Friday. I'm on Friday. Perfect. As long as we can release the podcast beforehand. Yeah, Kyle's yeah. going to yeah, be hard at can, work. I'll drop it. I'll be uh, I'll be up all night on uh, Wednesday and Thursday to get a, get us pushed out. So uh, we can move on to Iron Man Lake Placid also happening this weekend. Um, be sure to tune in to live car- coverage on the Facebook page for Iron Man, uh, Iron Man Now. Um, course is two-loop swim, two-loop bike, two-loop run. Um, obviously, the Canadians posted uh, both Brent McMahon and Cody Beals that they're out for the race this weekend. So uh, I believe they're both going to be... Cody's sitting this one out for until after Kona, I believe, is when he's doing his next Ironman, and then uh, Brent McMahon is going to make the trip over to Germany. So um, it's really Joe Skipper and uh, Matt Russell. Um, also, you'll have Rasmus and uh, Ballast Coke, who was the swim leader at Ironman Coeur d'Alene. Also, Maurice, Mauricio Mendez-Cruz, uh, he got in the top 10 at Ironman Tulsa, so I believe he might be a, a dark horse to kind of get his Kona slot for... Um, at this race. Man. Final one at a slot. This would be the race to do it at. I know we said that in quarter lane, but... I mean, and, uh, Matt, yeah, Matt so Russell. from those guys... Sorry, Tal, but from those guys, you know, I've said all season, Joe Skipper's great fitness, great form. I've never doubted Joe Skipper once, so I'm having to pick Joe Skipper for the win. Um, 100%. I mean, I've doubted him repeatedly, and I'm going back on my words here, but uh, this time... He'll probably screw it up and I'll look wrong again, thanks to Joe. But he's definitely the favourite, isn't he, in the men's race? Uh, 100%. Well, watch out for Rasmus. Yeah. Rasmus is in pretty good position until he got about 17 penalties in uh, Tulsa. But yeah, he, he might have a good race. Um, and then women's the women? race. Yep. Uh, Heather Jackson, Lauren Brandon, Angela Nath. I don't. I haven't heard if Lisa Norton has made the trip or she's Lisa going. Lisa Norton has made the trip. She's, it's her Ironman debut. She's made the trip, has she, Talbot? She's there right now. (laughs) She wins that. She wins this. She wins it. Her Ironman debut. Is she coached by Philip? Yeah, Philip Seep. Yeah, she is. Uh, He got her taken care of. Heather Jackson's due for a good one, but... Yeah, but so... The way that works, isn't it? So Lisa Norden has a big swim lead on Heather Jackson. Lisa Norden outrides Heather Jackson. You would think Heather Jackson outruns Lisa Norden because Lisa's been injured a bit and, you know, running recent in recent years hasn't been like she was London in 2012. But Heather can't run the gap that, that Lisa will have. I, I I think we could see an awesome debut. I hope we do, because I'm a big Lisa Norton fan. I am, she's a lovely person as well as an incredible athlete and been around an awful long time. It'd be awesome to see her destroy it, to be honest. So Lisa and, Lisa, or, yeah, Lisa and Lauren will probably ride off the front together. Uh, at least for a little bit until Lisa drops her as uh, being the time trial specialist she is. 
Angela Nath and Heather Jackson. Angela's a really good cyclist, so I wouldn't be surprised if Angela kind of helped pull Heather a little bit because they are kind of the weaker swimmers of, of the female field. So I think it will be a little interesting to see uh, see how it goes. I think it's potentially another race where the women's race is more exciting, which is great 100%. thing about triathlon. <laughs> 100%. All right. I'm, I'm, so I'm really interested in this race, but Talbot, I do want to know and mark your thoughts with could Lionel have punched his ticket there on Sunday? Yeah, 100%. There's three slots, correct? Uh, Even if, I think he needs think one slot. Lionel yeah. would go, but I will say this. This might be a little TMI for everyone on the show. Lionel has a bad diaper rash right now, so that's why he will not be attending late class. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and it's, it's a bit close, but, you know, had he chosen not to, to do the... the I don't know if we're calling it a race, the tri battle, the spectacle, whatever it was. Like he he would be punching his ticket for Kona. No, sorry, but Mark, I'm saying if he went from Germany straight to Lake Placid, how could he? How would he have performed at Lake Placid? Badly. We've seen people do it. Now we've seen people punch their tickets. So people have done it racing Germany, then coming to UK and winning it the week later. Like it, it does happen. People do two Ironmans in two weeks. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's no packs in this. It's if this is an individual race, I I'd see him get it, punching a ticket to Kona. I think three, Joe Skipper's oh, even done five. it a few times. You know, it's uh, it, Joe it, Skipper. Yeah, Joe Skipper already has a slot on here. Yeah, I mean, he's racing Matt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he probably could give it a good shout, but then then the question then Pat is, what is the long term fatigue from that? You know, how many weeks of training are you yeah. out? Oh, two I know, I know, nine distances? I know. You're probably know. out three weeks of training, and then Kona's rolling around mighty fast. I think his yep. plan at the moment is probably more sensible. Though, who's he going to come up against in Frankfurt or Copenhagen? You know, He's there's... going to race all... I got confirmation, all the Norwegians will be racing Copenhagen. Well, uh, Eden will not be. And I heard, I heard today Christian Blumenfeld is racing Frankfurt. So Corms is racing Copenhagen. Blumenfeld's planning on Frankfurt is what I heard today from a These source kids, close I don't to, even, I don't even get to, it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Frankfurt. So I think Lionel is going to have to do a great performance wherever he goes in Europe, which is always the way with European Ironman. You know, it's you do not get an easy win on continental Europe at an Ironman just because the depth of athletes with the Germans, etc. It's so, so, it's so strong. You're going to be in Europe for two weeks as well. Hell yeah. Talbot's on, making on, all the tricks. On to the hot takes. Uh, the first hot take is swim conditions in the Olympics. So Chelsea informed us that they have submarines, they have water curtains. Everything's going to make this swim super safe to where there will be enough chemicals in there that everyone will just basically float on the water. We can only hope. I'm sure someone will still get sick, but it's going to happen. Chelsea, do they ever do anything as basic as just dumping ice into the water But right before? I haven't heard of that. I heard I that's guess, how the Titanic crashed. Do you think that would work? Would it would it stay ice cubes for more or less than ten seconds? I, I more think. Space. Yeah, no. I mean, I think. <laughs> right. I think some basic thermodynamics, like the volume of ice you would need to make a significant difference to a, a body of water big enough to do a fifteen hundred meter swim in two laps. Also, imagine getting like all these ice cubes hitting your head as you're trying to. <laughs> Mark, they're putting 
they're putting submarines into the wall. I mean, nothing's <laughs> off the table. Like, they're dropping submarines beneath the surface, you know? So... There would be cold patches, too. Ooh, that would be crazy. Yeah, they might need I mean, to put some cones in the water as well. We'll we'll contact them. We'll contact them after we're done and suggest it, just in case they haven't. I think we should. Okay, I know who to, <laughs> I know who to, who to message. I think Chelsea added this hot take in there. Sam Long with uh, the tri battle. So the Collins Cup has to be Sam, Lionel, and Yon. No, I didn't add that hot take. I just said that it's far more interesting to watch Sam and Lionel race than it is to watch Yon and Lionel race. Agree. And that's because they end up head-to-head because of the swim-bike difference. It makes it a head-to-head spectacle where it's actually a race. Plus, there's the egos involved. They're more emotive. Jan's quite robot-like. I'm with you on that one, yeah. Okay, so Uh, Talbot, can you give us... Talbot, wait a minute. Can you tell us, I mean, are they talking about, uh, you know, trying to replicate this format again? Do Do we believe that the world record will fall? Like, is this something... I mean, do we... You know, where do we stand with that? Are we going to see more head-to-head races? What, what do we think? Um, Mark will probably hate on me. Patrick, if you ever listen to this, I love you. I think you're the nicest guy in the world. The closest person to get to this is Patrick, which I don't think on Patrick's best day of his entire career could bike the, the pace that these guys held. So whatever to him running 35, 235, uh, the... the the, oh, an incredible race would have been Patrick versus Jan, but I think Jan would have still taken Patrick to school. I don't see that at race ever happening, just because, I mean, if you're not aware, these two do not like each other. Uh, but I think for the sport, it would be incredible to watch that. But this was, this this race was set for a whole year. This was Jan to go break the world record on this course. And uh, he invited Lionel to capture the North American circuit, all of Jan's, or Lionel's fans. Lionel, there was no better athlete in this that has a bigger following in the sport than Lionel. So, of course, you could have had Patrick and Jan race head to head, but you would have, no one in North America, I wouldn't want to say no one would have cared, but I don't less think people. You, less people would have cared. So you have to say that's really, really, I'm really glad you said that because Lionel's fanboys on his YouTube channel were going mental, claiming it was Lionel's idea. This race was Lionel's idea. What do you mean Jan's had this plan for a world record? Lionel suggested this. To be very clear, Jan had this course set for a very long time. A lot of research, science has gone into this. Last year, last year, he had the bike crash. Yeah, so, and Lionel was an invite as a promotional exercise and he's a good guy he's a nice guy he brings some credibility lots of other stuff he brings to the party but it was a it was a yan driven exercise what i would like to see is a conglomerate of great athletes come together and break the world record so to answer that mark i personally think that that is the next move but when we talked to felix yon's manager after the race he said he can't even think about tomorrow. The fact that this this race is over, this was the one of the most challenging things he's ever done in his entire life. He hasn't slept in weeks. Hats off to him. He's single handed the dogs together. He said he has no intentions to do anything in the future but enjoy the moment. That oh yeah, this I don't thing mean yeah. Off. I mean a group of people like Patrick, like Daniel Backegaard, yes. like Florian Angard, like these people that would bike together. Because if you put a pack that were that good riding together on that course. 
Patrick, I mean, as much as I, I agree, head to head, he cannot ride a 355 solo. I completely agree. But in a pack, not drafting pack, but a pace line, yeah, absolutely he can. And so could a lot of them, not just him. So I think it could go, but me and Pat have said this before. I don't really believe in world records in triathlon. Every transition's a different length. Every swim is a different length. Every course has different elevation. It's not standardized enough that we can really recognize this as, you know, he's the fastest on the fastest course in history. Well, of course he is. He's the greatest athlete that's ever lived. I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but I don't really believe in uh, Ironman world records. It, it doesn't excite me the yeah. same way it does the marathon. So, so Mark, I think I agree, agree with you 100%. What it um, demonstrated to me was that the triathlon community is starving for these cool events and the, the viewership on the weekend was fantastic. What I would continue to look for are these great races and what you had was were two big captains of the sport racing, everybody tuned in. Uh, I completely I think, agree. I, and I that's think what the Colin Cups wants to be, but we all agree it's not quite. The, the, the format is wrong. But I think yeah. we look like we look back at Daytona last year. Everybody watched that. It was cool. We're looking. People want to see cool races. The format, the distance, those can change. Um, uh, I'm, I will be watching the Collins Cup coming up, but I think that what. I think they missed the mark and, and the format is going to be confusing. I had to explain it to somebody the other day and, and, I, and I lost them. And I said, look, I don't understand it, so I, I, I can't explain yeah. it to you. And I, I, I love to play devil's advocate on this, but I watched the line or the tri-battle. I thought the coverage was amazing. I thought it was entertaining. I think it's what triathlon needs, you know? But we've got to try and be critical in, in this other yeah. way, just boring fanboys. Um, yep. So yeah, I think, I think there's, there's definitely future in that sort of stuff, and I hope so too. Yep, and cool. anyone saying the whole uh, turnaround thing makes it invalid, altering a course, artificial stuff, blah, blah, blah. It didn't add that much time to, or save that much time that it affected any sort of world championship. Save that time. much time? That turnaround was for a few photo ops to bring more attention. If anything, it slowed it down. That didn't um, do anything. Yeah, I agree. I, but it just, again, it, it shows the point that it's not, you know, it's not real. It's not... There are, there is no standardized rules enough that make a course completely tangible that we can go, oh my God, he broke this world record. I mean, Jan's the fastest that's ever lived. He already was. If he was taking someone else's world record using that course and that method, I think I'd be crying, uh, fake, you know, nonsense, rubbish. It's, it's not real, blah, blah, blah. But he broke his own world record. So, you know, sod it, good for him, incredible. Collins Cup, uh, someone put it on here, has to be Sam, Jan, Lionel. I bet you that that is the battle. You have to do that battle. I bet, I bet in the order, Jan uh, takes both of them to class, Sam gets second, and Lionel is uh, dying in the third. Yeah, but then, I don't know. I mean, Talbot, I mean, I still just don't understand. Pat, this is, Pat, this is five days post Ironman Copenhagen. Well, uh, no, 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 uh, of course. It's just like, the. Do we really believe that those three guys have intentions of giving their best effort on the day at the Collins Cup? I just don't think that they're racing for anything, you know? Is it's the like Collins they're, they're... Cup a fantasy triathlon? It's real. I love it, it Chelsea. You've, you, you're a diehard triathlon fan, and and that's the question. Because it is that mystical. I Yeah, it's real. It's, it's separate races where one from each team go head-to-head -head over a set distance. 
and then they score points for if they win their individual race and they then all add together to make the team total. Does it have a date? Um, yeah, it August 20... I, I was on a media call today and I am going. They told me to book my tickets, so it's going to happen. Where's the yeah, location? Yeah, it's definitely happening. It's at the Bionic Sphere Center in Slovenia. It's, um, it's on it's Mars. Where they, it's where they have the uh, challenge champs as well. Uh, so it's all, it's already happening. But I like if you want to make this a credible race and it's a real championships where we care whether Europe or internationals win. If Lionel announces he's racing Copenhagen, he should be deselected. Like, if we're being honest, like if you're yeah. actually a team where you're managing and you're trying to win the race and we care that we win, like the Ryder Cup and these examples, someone racing an Ironman five, six days before it, you're out, mate. You're not racing the Collins Cup. You don't care about it. You're definitely not going to be on your best day. You've shown that. And it, Lionel is not the only one, by the way, so I'm not Lionel bashing. They, un, they don't care about who wins. It's a publicity stunt. And Lionel, yeah, Lionel shouldn't be racing. So should lots of other people not be racing, you know, that will qualify because they don't care about the result. I'll still watch and love it and clap and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I, it will be entertaining. But um, Are you going? It's, it's not. Depends if I can get off work. I'll probably go and race um, either on the Saturday or the Sunday, depending on how the selection goes. So I'd love to go out there, yeah, but probably not with work. To be honest, I actually do have a day job, believe it or not, to have work. It's terrifying. So that's also something that we could explain to people is the Collins Cup is happening on Saturday, but they are also still having the Challenge Championship or Challenge Samarin on the Sunday. And a lot of pro athletes, there is a massive paycheck still for not even if you weren't doing the Collins Cup, there's still a massive paycheck for the race on Sunday. Correct, Mark? Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah. And um, it's still a good paycheck. And if you qualify through it through any challenge event, which a lot of people would have done in various races through the year they're eligible to go and race that and um yeah it's a huge paycheck and you know what it's a huge paycheck against a guaranteed weak field because they're all racing on saturday <laughs> um they're talking about traveling reserves so each team might have a traveling reserve um that reserve obviously then can go and race on sunday i'd imagine uh, so yeah you'll get a great weekend of racing awesome venue and it's a venue by the way that tees itself up for wicked coverage so if we're talking about making a spectacle out of something, and the PTO are very good at that, they've demonstrated that is one thing they're very, very good at is media, hype, attention. It will probably be genuinely entertaining. I just don't really understand it as a race. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, everyone, that's the show. Uh, just if you would like to join in and uh, play fantasy, uh, if you actually go to the Professional Triathlon Organization website, they have this fantasy game. There is points, rankings, and everything on that, and you can actually submit your uh, your podium picks for the Olympics. And at the end, it uh, basically um, it will post the results and say what place you got. Congratulations to Kyle who got top five on guessing the results for the Pro Tri Battle. So that actually is something pretty fun. If, uh, if and you we want have to a league on there, in. I believe Pro Tri News has a league, do we? Correct. Yes, yep. Kyle um, built a league on there, so so you can join our league. Put in your picks for Tokyo, and uh, how it is is they give you a certain dollar amount, and you buy whoever top five male, top five female you think will win, barring you don't. Here, look class. at this. I will I will pay one hundred dollars cash to the winner of our league. So if you want to play, go join the Pro Tried News League. This is not even a paid plug. I'm just I just want to see how good everyone is. And if you can beat me that I hadn't even followed ITU much. 
$100 cash to the winner of our league. Yeah, and I imagine we can put together a goodie pack as well of various bits and bobs from our, our various connections, plus $100 to the winner of the league. Carl yeah. will put a post up about it. It's pro try. Um, Pat can PTO just steal website. something of Gwyn's. I can, I'm going to Lionel's next week. I'll just steal something. He'll have no idea something's missing. There we missing. go. We can Pat, Pat Gwen has then, a gold medal somewhere lying around, right? You that we can in. toss into this giveaway. Yeah, exactly. And then next, I am working really hard. I'm, I'm, I'm working to get uh, an Olympian that's in Tokyo on the show next week, guys. So stay tuned for that. Whoa! Uh, all right, all yeah, right. Wanna, we want to get, we want to get the report. We want to hear about it from somebody who was was at the race. So I'm working on that. Is he staying in the uh, Athlete Village so we can get the 411 on the cardboard bed? It's all, it's all top secret right now, guys. I'm working on it, but I got to go. I love you all. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in and listening. All right. We'll see you next week. Enjoy.